Hello, and thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and today I'm here to talk to you about a few of the uh, the photo projects I've been working on over this last week, and see if I can, uh, I guess, kind of make any sense of it or make any uh, any good sense of the explanation of what I've been up to. Um, so, I guess first story, <laughs> I suppose, that I'd have for you today. Uh, would be a little bit about the uh, the photo projects that I was working on this past weekend and a few of the ideas of the images that I have um, for posting this week or the, a few of the things you might see up on, uh, on my blog or on the uh, Twitter, Facebook, or social media campaign. Uh, campaign. The social media accounts like uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's really all I pay attention to. I think a few things duplicate over to, over to Tumblr. You can check that out if you want. Anything that... Uh, that shows up on Twitter, also jumps over, and will show up on a, a Tumblr feed too. Problem is, no one, uh, no one really knows about it or checks it out. So that's kind of a tough thing I've noticed with a lot of these social media accounts is they sometimes don't have a really natural way of propagating themselves amongst uh, amongst other people. Um, kind of notice that's kind of an, a, a peculiar thing about it, especially a few years out now that it's uh, you know so deep into the decade. We're going to come up on 2016 before we know it. Now we're looking at a lot of these social networks hitting their decade point, you know. I guess Facebook sort of technically did a year or two ago. But if you, I think if you considered it more holistically, it was really 2006 and then 2007 where Facebook really took hold in college campuses and then uh, jumped out to uh, to being public for, for everybody to use. I think as we hit that decade mark, that's going to be what, what becomes more interesting, you know, as we've... Uh, you know, we saw MySpace kind of come up and then fade away really fast. And now we have Facebook and it seems like Facebook and then Facebook owning Instagram. That'll kind of continue out for a while, but maybe not forever. You know, I imagine there's going to be a day where all these things sort of disappear. But after 10 years of it, they haven't really gotten that much better at spreading their word or propagating uh, information out to people that might be interested in it. I guess is the way that I would say it. So it, would, it should be helping promote are helping distribute, helping make things go viral. And it seems like a lot of the time, it's really just trying to hone in or restrict or limit the amount that something um, something kind of propagates. And maybe that's kind of turned out to something that's, uh, that's more useful for Facebook as a company. But, uh, but I guess looking at photographs that I want to put out this week, um, it's going to be a bunch of stuff from uh, from this past couple days that I've been uh, been working on, uh, which is cool. I think that's kind of a short loop, so that's good. Kind of the create it, edit it, process it, and then send it out. It's only a couple days apart right now. So uh, this weekend we took off and went over to Florence, Oregon, and went out to the South Jetty. It's kind of a long drive out there. There's some cool grassland hills that I want to get back out, try and photograph sometime when I might have... Uh, a better opportunity for it but when i was there it was uh we just kind of took out took off parked out and then walked out to the the south jetty with the the rocks that kind of stretch out along the uh the mouth of the river there and so what we were trying to do was work with that that uh big stopper that lee filters big stopper a few more times and get a little bit more accustomed to it and and through this trip on that day what we were trying to do was both work through a roll of 24 uh 24 exposures on a film roll. So a lot of the time, last couple of weeks we've been working with like rolls that had 36 frames on it. Not much difference there, but our goal was just to kind of go through, finish the 24 frames, and uh, take kind of an interesting or useful uh, picture, you know, kind of think about work on the composition a little bit that whole time through the day. So it was cool. We got to set up the tripod, put the filter on. It's kind of tricky putting the filter on the right way. It takes a little bit of finessing to get used to it. And you can't, when you put the filter on, you can no longer 
meet or anything or, or view the composition. So you have to set up all that stuff first. And then you have to look at the way it would meter the scene. And then you have to think about it and then manually adjust it so that it'll expose correctly once you put this filter over the top. And there's kind of a method to it. It's, it's just dropping the shutter speed down 10 stops. That's the idea. So we, we were doing shooting out in really bright sunlight, I think with uh, ISO 200 speed film. And, uh, and that would really only give us, with the filter on at F22, it would only give us about uh, 4 to 15 second exposure, uh, depending on the shadows and highlights and stuff. But it worked out pretty well. We were able to take some cool photos with it. I like, there's a, there's a handful of them I like. Uh, there's one of them that I just put up yesterday. And that's kind of looking straight down onto the rocks with uh, some of the mussels that were kind of living and growing on it. And then there's the tide that's kind of washing in over the rocks and then washing back out. And we were able to kind of catch it at the right time when we took the exposure that it washes in, washes out, and I think washes back in. And so the effect in the photo is the, the light that was sort of exposed to the film when the water came in and came back out. So you can see the rocks and you can also see this sort of misty look over the top of the water where the tide came in. But it looks really flat, really smooth and a bit more tranquil, a little bit more surreal. So it was happy we went out there to get those photographs. There's a few others that I liked, um, kind of working on the jetty. And there was a couple things that we did uh, a little further away where we kind of isolating like a rock at a time and then trying to compose that into the frame and then photograph it. So I really like those too. There's a few other photos. That's a kind of trippy thing about film on this last roll that I developed. Um, I think it goes all the way back into June while that roll's been in the camera. So uh, it's kind of fun when you get to develop it. You sort of, at that point over a month, forget the photographs that you've taken over the last last month. And I think that that's uh, kind of cool. So when you get the negatives back, you can go through, you can look at them, and you can observe all these photographs or these images that you haven't seen or, or even thought of you know, in three or four weeks. And at that point, you've never had a preview of the photograph or any kind of sense that the exposure came out. So it's a real surprise when you, you see the photograph or you see just the, the negative scan of it for the first time when you kind of pull the negatives out once you get them developed. And you can see something exposed there. You can kind of get a quick idea of if it came out sort of appropriately or you know sort of the way that I had meant it to when I had taken the picture and I think that was kind of cool um, to get through those or, or you know just to get through and get to check it out so there's a handful of those that'll be going up on the blog um, just a couple pages or over from from where this podcast is and that'd be billynewmanphoto.com forward slash blog the other stuff I've been working on so I just got those photos developed um, I think it was Monday I went and dropped those off I went to um Alsea Falls, and that's an area that's uh, a little further out in the uh, Willamette Valley when you're heading toward, uh, toward Mary's Peak and that area. So I went over there uh, in the afternoon and, and tried to take some photographs while there's still quite a bit of light out just to get some work in, trying to get those, uh, those washed waterfall photos, uh, you know, kind of watching the water sort of drape over the hill or over the, uh, the land that it's on and then fall down and kind of crash and it's that a really cool kind of washed look. So that's what I'm going for most. And uh, today I spent a lot of time watching the uh, the Chris Picard uh, creative live special that was out. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was cool. I think you guys should check it out if you get a, a chance to see it on the Creative Live site replay. Um, I think it's creativelive.com and then every once in a while over the next few weeks they'll replay the lesson that they um, recorded today. If you want to see it otherwise, I think you have to purchase it. 
uh, for some of you. If that's what you're interested in, it might make a lot of sense for you to do. But for me, I don't think that uh, <laughs> purchasing a workshop is uh, something that's really necessary. In fact, I'm kind of frustrated with that in, uh, in some ways with photographers and the photography industries because it really pushes photographers or these people in this marketed position of an expert to sort of explain themselves as someone who's worth a certain amount or understanding their process is worth, you know, a few thousand dollars to go spend an afternoon with them and have them explain to you how exposure and f-stops work. I don't think that's really appropriate or I don't think it's the most useful. I think, uh, as like, as like a web series or as a, a live blog or, I don't know, just as uh, some way, if you're interested in that, you want to kind of get that word out. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, it worked pretty well for Chris Picard to go through today and talk about his process or specific settings when he's trying to pick out um, building like a a tent photograph at night or a long exposure of the Milky Way. Or um, I think yesterday he talked a lot about surf photos or about kind of image composition. I think there's a few things that are pretty interesting about that. Um, I think a few takeaways that I have um, for some ideas was one was like flattening the image first. So going through when you get your photograph back and working in Lightroom with it to kind of bring it back to a more neutral place. Um, So once you've made your picks, once you've made your selections of the photographs that are good and the ones that you want to work on and then hopefully one day use for something, what you do is you um, would go through then and then kind of make, I guess neutralizing effects to it or you you wouldn't kind of work and and press a lot of color into the photograph or a lot of contrast a lot of clarity and you just kind of work on the photograph to make it a more neutral experience or something that kind of resonates with the viewer as something that they would have experienced so far with a lot of the photographs that i've made in the past it's all been about surrealism or about impressionism it was about trying to create things that kind of looked more alien like compositions, angles, horizon lines that were peculiar, things that you wouldn't really see, things that had more unnatural color to them or more natural experience. And that's really to reflect the way you feel about it or to kind of put some level of, I guess, I don't know if it would be emotion into it or it would be depth into it or it would be character into it. Maybe a few of those photographs would apply, but I'm sure a handful of them that wouldn't apply. But I thought that was pretty interesting. That was, I think, one of the bigger bigger things that I learned from it. I thought it was cool watching him uh, work in the Yosemite area too. And they were kind of watching the hang gliders take off. And so it's been cool over the last couple of months. If you follow his feed on Instagram uh, or on Twitter, then you can see those photographs that kind of came up uh, during the events of the last month, sort of get worked on, processed, and then put through the uh, social media feeds. So I was looking at that and like, oh, that's kind of what was going on when this picture that I've seen before was taken. Someone skateboarding down this little S-curve road uh, on Glacier Point, kind of looking out toward Half Dome. I think that like conceptually looks really cool. Um, or a few others of like people taking off in a hang glider. That looks really interesting. So a few parts of it that I've, I've learned about or I've been thinking about was uh, a lot of what he was talking about, about building the photograph or about kind of elevating the image. And I thought that was kind of interesting instead of just taking sort of what you're presented with, but really trying to bring in different elements, different pieces that you have um, to kind of elevate the image, elevate the composition and make it more of an interesting moment or interesting photograph than other things have been before. And I'm interested in that. And I want to try and do that more. But so far in the past, I guess it's been, 
at least over this last year, I've been getting more into film. And with that, a little bit more, less pixel polish, less work to make everything look really clean and pretty. And I'm trying to intentionally leave more of the grit in or more of the uh, kind of film aesthetic look, more of the, I guess you'd call it a mistake, but just more of the natural way that the, the film, the photograph, the image kind of represents itself in the moment as you take it. And I want that kind of homemade, I don't know, home built sort of look to the image. So that's what I'm hoping to look for, work on, build out a little bit more over the next few weeks. I think uh, this Friday we are leaving on a camping trip. So we're going to head up toward uh, Mount Jefferson. This is the future hope, the goal for this weekend. We're going to spend some time in the Mount Jefferson uh, wilderness area, probably camp there for one night, and then head in and do some kayaking near D- Detroit Lake, and then head over to Silver Falls and try and work a little bit more on some things uh, you know, in that area. So I've been to Silver Falls before be good to go back. I haven't been in a few years. I think doing the, the loop or getting to a few spots, a few waterfalls, it'll be cool to go to. Sitting there, taking our time, photographing will be a lot of fun. So with that, we're at another 13 minutes of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I want to thank you again for hanging in and checking it out, and we'll talk to you soon.